1: Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout as we look ahead to festive Game Week 20. My name is Joe and I'm joined by Mark aka the FPL General for a very special edition of General's Orders. Mark, how are you and why is Game Week 20 special for you?
0: Yeah, I'm good Joe. Good to be back doing another video. I hope you had a nice Christmas and it's I hope all the good. viewers and listeners did as well. It's a yeah, big game week this week. As viewers will know, I've been... Holding on to this wild card forever and ever, and I'm finally forced to press the button. It has been pressed, so very much had a you know a lovely family Christmas. Mm-hmm. Didn't really give FPL too much thought over that period. Rod in Allison with my last free transfer mm-hmm. to kind of go against the Trent mm-hmm. backers, which which did okay, and now it's very much get the juices flowing for wild card for the next couple of days. So been really looking forward to this video because like I said, I've kind of switched it off for a few days, mm-hmm. and it's very much back
1: into it today with us. Yeah, indeed. I mean, for me, I mean, I use my wild card ooh, way back game week eight or so, and um, it actually got me thinking because sometimes it's quite a good exercise to what would you do if you were to wild card, and so it's got me thinking about the players I would get in, and obviously I've only got transfers to do it, but it, it just it's quite helpful, the sort of the sort of team I want to move to, um, and so so your team will definitely give me some ideas. Um, before we um, move on, um, I just wanted to uh, say. Uh, Do remember to press that like button and do remember to subscribe so you can keep up to date with our latest videos. And podcasts. Also, um, check out fancyfootballscout.co.uk. So there's a offer there with the members area. So a lot, we're going to have some stats up on screen um, as we talk as well. They're all being constructed by the members area. So you can go in there, and you can have a look yourself. You can make your own tables, use the comparison tool, and rate my team and all of those types of fun things. Okay. Um, I was going to say look at the season ticket, but I've, I've actually look at your team so far. Actually, I've got up on screen now. Um, so we're in the middle of a game week. It's, it's largely irrelevant at the moment. Moment, what you've got this week, because we're we're in this sort of middle of game week nineteen, plenty more fixtures to go. Um, and as you said, your your team, you got you got Alison in, um, so got you a nice clean sheet there in goal. Um, do you want to just run through your team quickly, or I can I can do if it's not handy on your screen at the moment? But you got you got twenty two points at the moment.
0: Yeah, I've got it here. I can run through okay. it for the audio listeners as well. So brought in Alison this week mm-hmm. for Johnston. Obviously, a lot of people were moving towards Trent, so it was just a bit of an insurance policy before I could actually get to Trent myself on the wild card. I didn't have any cash to get from Shimakis to Trent, for example, like a lot of people did. So it was kind of between Dubravka and Allison, and thankfully got the choice right there. Defender still to play, Pedro Poro and Gabriel. Trippier and Gordon blanked the Newcastle guys and both are probably not going to survive the wildcard. Captain Salah blanked again. Saka and some still to play. So uh, Watkins didn't do anything against Manchester United. Solanke got his customary goal, yep. and Alvarez is yet to play uh-huh. against Everton. And Gusto is the only player on the bench. So hopefully, all eleven players do okay. play. So it's you know not many points there, no. but it's a low-scoring game week so far. So it no issues really.
1: It is. Yeah, it's uh we got up on the screen as well. It said you got twenty-two points, but of course the av- the average this week across the board is fourteen. Um, and I think 22 is is pretty much either on par or uh, just slightly above what that the so-called sort of elite um, group are doing. Um, and that's uh, that's from live FPL. If you want to have a look at that, um, they've got a sort of an elite FPL managers. And once that's picked, that's that's basically based on um, you know their career history over the last decade or so, um, and how we compare as mere mortals to these people um, there. But maybe maybe you and I are in that list. I don't know. It depends whether we I'm consider sure we are. ourselves elite sure
0: every now and again. I know, um, I think back to six, seven years ago when I was putting mm-hmm. the Elite 64 leagues together. I'm pretty sure you're one of the first names in there and, oh,
1: and okay. one of the few who are still in there without still. having dropped out. So uh, that's I, impressive. I, I almost, I, do you know what? It was a couple of years, a couple of seasons ago. <clears throat> I was I was one, I think it was one place out. I think I think the top 50 survive each week and yeah. 14 leave. I think I was something like, 49th or 50th. I think it was like a point in. Um, Okay, so there's your team up on the screen there and you've just read that out. So let's have a look at that. So before we come to your your wildcard team, I'm just going to put the season ticker in because this is quite a good exercise to do in terms of the sort of players that you want in the immediate future. But also looking from game week 20 up to 26, we're taking in the possibility of double game weeks for Man City and Brentford. And Bournemouth and Luton—they're the ones with a game in hand. Plus, game week twenty-six is uh, League Cup final week, so it could be, for example, Liverpool against Luton could be cancelled um, then. And um, I can't remember who else is even in the league, uh, the League Cup at the moment. But yeah, it's it—we need to sort of keep an eye on potential blanks there. Um, overall, though, this says that Brighton, Aston Villa, Manchester United, Manchester City. Crystal Palace and Tottenham have the best fixtures over this run. Bournemouth, Newcastle, Burnley, Nottingham Forest, and Brentford have the worst overall. But in amongst them, they have some good fixtures um, amongst that run. So, looking at this um, this g- general season ticker, what what thoughts does this give you about your on? Who who do you think you need to get sort of coverage and uh, and players from?
0: Yeah, the season tickers. Always one of the first places I go where it's always open in the background when when it's wildcard week, uh, and I do like this horizon of about six, seven, eight game weeks. I don't tend to look too much further ahead, and because I because I've kind of been pretty set on on, on late wildcard, and I haven't been keeping a close eye on you know possible blanks and and doubles as much as I maybe would previously, and I still think they're probably given that they're unknown at the moment. And, you know we're, you're talking about maybe around giving me 26 for a couple of blanks They're they're probably just about far enough away that they're not going to influence my decisions okay. too much with yeah. this with this wildcard squad it's probably one of those where i just deal with that when we have the information with with the free transfer so i'm probably not going to let that influence me too much okay. straight away looking at the ticker at the bottom first of all uh, bournemouth are down there so solanke came in for three game weeks and it was always a plan of three game weeks before the wild card and then reassess it. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Tottenham and Liverpool coming up next, maybe there's a an opportunity maybe to take the points and run and, and maybe move to a 3-5-2. Mm-hmm. I've been in 3-4-3 three, three for, for most of the season, but there's still a lot of midfielders that I like. So Solanke might end up dropping out okay. for an extra midfielder. Mm-hmm. Newcastle are down at the bottom as well, with Liverpool and Man City next. I've been on Trippier and Gordon, and I don't think either player will survive because of the short-term fixtures. And also the downturn in form at Newcastle as well, so then you're 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 back towards the top then when you're thinking about replacements. So Brighton obviously kind of avoided them a lot, mm. uh, well most people did, I know we had Mister Adingra for for quite a while. Yeah, but they're back on the menu now. Players mm. like Pascal Gross, you know, Stupenin, who, who we will talk about later, are, are certainly very interesting. Villa are just having such a good season, so Watkins is probably going to survive. But then it's a question of how many more Villa assets do I add? So. You know, Luca Dean went off injured, so that opens the door for Moreno possibly. Uh, and I'm a big, big fan of Douglas Louise this season. I know Bailey's maybe the more exciting, more popular pick yeah. at the moment, but Douglas Louise is my yeah. kind of player. Ticks along, roots the points, plug him in, and just leave him there long term. Yeah, uh, a couple of other
1: teams there, obviously. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say Douglas Louise Doug, very much that sort of analytics FC pick in the no, no 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 humans do but if you just think in numbers so if you switch off the human part of your brain and go numbers you think okay he's on penalties he's always getting uh, returns at home these home fixtures in particular and you just sort of get him in and just ignore the sort of emotion side of it so yeah he's a yeah and he's extremely cheap
0: you know i kind of i kind of view him almost as a possible gordon replacement mm. gordon goes on the wild card douglas lewis <laughs> comes in and again roots to points good team mm. Good fixtures near the top of the ticker. It it seems I think there's a good chance he might he might come into my team. Mm. Although he's probably not in the in the first draft. Elsewhere there, obviously, big decision on Erling Haaland. Hopefully, wild carders this week will have more information Mm. by the time you know Friday Saturday comes around. Manchester United are third on the on the scout fixture ticker as well, and you know Garnacho at 4.7 very impressive performance midweek. Certainly put his hand up for inclusion as the fifth midfielder. Um, he's probably the only one that interests me there. You know, Hoyland was on the score sheet, but hasn't done enough so far this season for me. So, Garnacho's in the picture. With City having Sheffield United next as well, it's not just short term, but obviously they're, they're one of the best teams in the league. So, it's if Haaland comes back in, do you add a second attacker as well? Do you gamble on defender? Probably not. But players like Foden, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is... Near in a return as well so wild carders i think have a lot of choice this week
1: um yeah. but we also need a bit more information hopefully over the next couple of days on certain players Yeah, certainly i mean I always i think of the period win at the moment is a fixture block 18 19 20 that's your fixture block your festive fixtures so lots going on in people's lives christmas and all that kind of stuff and so you've got other challenges to deal with trying to make transfers while you've got a sort of spend time with your family (laughs) things like that as well just 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 the the basics of navigating it if people drink as well or or overeat you've got to sort of make those changes do you make a transfer um at drunk (laughs) at 10 o'clock at night um or do you think no i'm just going to leave that so you've got all those sorts of challenges it's distinct time and then gaming 21 onwards you've got this sort of january time you've got this um the fixtures there you've got players at the Asia Cup AFCON you've got that challenge to meet as well you suddenly got lots of money Salah won't be around lots of money floating around but how do you get Salah back when do you get Salah back game week 25 26 24 he could be back some point around then he could blank in 26 so that's I I see that sort of game week 24 25 26 as a distinct um block as well where you've got the blanks, possible doubles, and and you've got the return of those those cup players. Um so yeah, you've got this sort of three blocks coming up. And um yeah it's 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 a lot to it's a lot to deal with, definitely. Yeah, and it's it's almost um it's quite tricky having to wildcard card in
0: 20 when the cop guys aren't away until 21 because you've got very good assets like Salah and Son and you've got to ask yourself you know do i keep both do i keep one do i mm. straight away get rid of both mm. so that I can use my transfers elsewhere when others maybe are selling them so that's something we'll talk about when when we look at my my okay. first draft but there's there's certainly difficult decisions to be made around players like son and salah in terms of do you keep one and book in a transfer and stuff like that so that's that's probably going
1: to be the hardest part of of the wildcard okay well i mean let's put your wildcard up then um, let's see if, uh, if which of Salah, Son, Haaland, which of those are, are in and um, what some of those other choices you've made based on those fixtures. So here's the wildcard. Do you want to just sort of run through it quickly and then we'll go position by position. So then we'll move back to the goalkeepers and we'll keep it going through that through the positions. But if you just sort of read it out mainly for the benefit of our podcast listeners.
0: Yeah, perfect. Uh, so first of all, things roughly zero point nine million in the bank. I okay. think with this is this is very much draft number one because I really want to kind of let Wednesday and Thursday night games play out before I really you know deep dive into the tinker because we know how quickly things can change in FPL. So draft number one: Pickford and Dubravka because I have no idea which goalkeeper I'm going to end up on. So that's again mm-hmm. going to be one of the trickiest positions. Defense at the moment: Gabriel stays, Oro stays, Trent comes in. Mm-hmm. Gusto stays as a fifth defender and Consa comes in okay. from Aston Villa. Saka stays, Palmer stays, Odegaard comes in, Richardson comes in and Bowen comes back in. So no Salah and no Son in mm-hmm. draft number one. Okay. And up front, Watkins remains, Chris Wood comes in as a 4.9 enabler. Mm. For the bench, and Haaland comes back in if we get positive news this week. So that's okay. that's the starting point okay. for the tinkering this
1: week. Okay. Well, I mean, just before we go, I'll leap back to goalkeepers in a sec. But just a sort of a, a, a sort of overarching point here. Um, gate. So game week twenty, Salah and Son are still around. They're still playing. Not only are they still playing, but um, Liverpool face a quite a, a poor Newcastle team away from home. Um, and uh, well, and judging by their their display against Nottingham Forest, not so good at home at the moment either. Um, so so Salah has arguably a, gr- a great fixture there. Son also has a good fixture, Bournemouth at home um, there. So you've got Alexander Arnold in and Richarlison and Poro. Um, g- given Salah and Son will be captains as well, do, I mean, do you think it's enough to have those players in instead of? the best captains for that week
0: it doesn't feel like enough to me Mm. and and it's not i would be very uncomfortable going into game week 20 just losing salah and and son because Mm. i'm wildcarding and and i don't think you need to lose both players uh initially so i think there's every chance one of them will survive okay i don't see me keeping both because then you're kind of booking in two transfers kind of straight away so my initial thoughts were you know a couple of weeks ago more than happy to lose Salah because it's Newcastle. Mm. But as you mentioned, Newcastle have kind of made it a, a lot more difficult now to lose Salah because yeah. they have they haven't been playing great. You know, it's, that was a very worrying result against Nottingham Forest at home. Uh, and Liverpool have been obviously ticking along very nicely all season. I know Salah just blanked, but yeah. that doesn't change my thinking at all. I'd still, in an ideal world, have him for the Newcastle game. But I think my early thoughts are: I know neither players in this first draft. Um, but I haven't sold them yet. This is nah. just, you know, messing around on the transfers page. Jungman's son at home to Bournemouth. I think I'm a lot more likely to keep him. Okay. Um and, and you know, budget comes into it. It's mm. you know, to get Haaland back if he's fit, easier to squeeze him in with, with Salah not there. And if I'm not gonna captain Salah anyway against against Newcastle, and I don't think he'll be massively captained if Hallands fits mm. and Son has a good yeah. fixture as well. So I think I can, I'm willing to go without Salah. That's okay. been the plan all along. Um, but I think there's a good chance Son might come back in and or, or stay, sorry, and, and that would just mean Odegaard would go back out again okay. and you're maybe booking that transfer in for the week after. So yeah. Son to Odegaard possibly give me yeah. 21 and then Richardson's already in place. Yeah. So that's the thinking there. I think I'll I think I'll think probably end up with,
1: with Son for, for give me 20. Yeah, I mean, I I would probably do a similar thing if I was in your position as well. A lot last season, towards the end of the season, I went without Salah. um, And it's that, that sort of fit. There's that fear of missing out. And I don't tend to have it too much with those types of players. If you make that decision, you just go for it. And a lot of people have been without Haaland or they've been without Salah for periods of this season already so it's not it's not as fearful especially if you've got alexander arnold i think you'll match those points so i mean my fear of missing out this week was alexander arnold um and i was really worried i was booking in a red arrow basically um but weirdly the player i got in instead for um was was alfie doughty who scored his first (laughs) premier league goal um so you know won the lottery on that one um, what I'm saying and what I'm saying and that was but, but, that, but that that, saving but I can't, I can't rely on Alfie Doughty every week um, but with Alexander Arnold you can rely on him to match Salah and I think that's the point I want to make there is that Alexander Arnold is arguably even a better player than Salah Alfie Doughty's is not a better player than Alexander Arnold so and in FPL terms so I think you're right there and, and that's an easy switch because you, you say you're booking in a transfer everyone who's got Son is booking in a transfer because he's going to be off for four, four weeks or so um, yeah and, and you're not booking in specifically for Odegaard. You want Odegaard. But say Odegaard gets injured. Well, you've got 9 million, 10 million. You can yeah. get any yeah. midfield you want, really. Um, but we'll come to midfielders in a sec. OK, yeah, I just wanted to make that point, really, because I think a lot of people who aren't card in watching this will be thinking, well, I've got Salah, but I don't have Haaland. What do I do? I've got Haaland. But, I'm, you know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams with Son, Haaland and, and, and Salah anyway because a lot of people have ditched Haaland already. Um, he may not even be back. So lots lots up in the air. Um, yeah,
0: we really need, wildcarders, we really need that information on, on yeah. Haaland. So it's good there is a city game to come.
1: So hopefully okay. that will help. Okay. Let's move back to goalkeepers. So you have decided Pickford and De Um Why Pickford and why Debravka?
0: Basically, they're just placeholders for now. It was a okay. case of who are the cheapest that are decent options? So a lot of people have been on Dubravka for a few weeks. Um, I don't think he's someone you can rely on as your only goalkeeper, as you know, Newcastle could sign someone in January. So I certainly won't be going for Dubravka and you know a 3.9 million dud. Although we do have Turner, you know, for how long is the question yeah. there. But as has been well documented this season, the goalkeeper position is very, very tricky. You know, there's been Ariola. I had Johnson for a long stretch, which kind of tailed off very poorly towards the end I treated myself to a you know a one-week fling with a premium goalkeeper and Probably the worst thing that could have happen was he got a clean sheet because it makes me think, oh, could I could I could I make this a long term strategy? Could I go for a more expensive goalkeeper? And like I said earlier, I think I think it probably will be the trickiest call. One of the okay. trickiest calls on the wild card is okay. is where to settle on. And Pickford at 4.4, 4, you know, I was keeping a wee eye on the price change websites. He could go back up to four point five soon. So that was the reason I just put him in at four point four just in case I end up wanting him come Friday or Saturday
1: and I didn't want to miss that price race. Okay. Well, I've got I did a bit of a table. And goalkeepers and there's only a few names on it and there's lot obviously lots of other goalkeepers and there's lots of other goalkeepers that could be good and fit, fit the bill of being sort of cheap as well um, but I filtered this by having a save ev- this is for the whole season by the way um, especially for those listening on the podcast I filtered it by a save every 30 minutes so they're making at least three saves a match on average so that's a point <laughs> that's why I think that's important so they can get that point um, and I've also sorted it by a plus in the expected goals prevented, which means they're actively preventing goals. So if they're in minus, I've filtered them out. So there were a few like that, like Leno, for example. I do think is a good goalkeeper. He's certainly getting the the saves, but he's not not hitting the sort of actually actively preventing points there. And I've also filtered it um, by minutes per save, and and the cutoff is thirty minutes there so um that that's just another way of, of of showing that they're making a save every sort of 25 28 minutes 30 minutes and so you're getting getting that's that chance of save points i've also got goals conceded as well and clean sheets i filtered it you've got to have at least four clean sheets to be in this list and is after all of that only one two three four five keepers made it We've got vicario at tottenham 5.3 million though anana at manchester united is probably i think I think there's a small chance he won't be going to AFCON, but I'm pretty certain he is going to AFCON. Um, Neto at Bournemouth is 4.6. Allison is 5.6, who you treated yourself to, who's in this list. He's ticking all the boxes. And Martinez at Villa, 5.2. So you've got cost issues. I think if you want quality, you've got to pay for it. Um but Neto's fixtures, annoyingly, Bournemouth's fixtures, as you highlighted, Bournemouth's fixtures aren't good <laughs> over the coming game weeks. So that's a tricky one there. Um, does I, I don't know if this makes you change your mind at all, but if I was wildcarding now, I think I would go for Martinez, while I've highlighted him. I don't think 5.2 is too much more. And he's Villa. And you've got Conser at the moment in your team. And I think Martinez is better than Conser.
0: Yeah, so I think I think this table you've put together kind of, it sums up my thoughts on, on goalkeepers this season. And I'm sure most people, it's, the, these are, you know, there's a case we be made that these are some of the better goalkeepers, but I still don't get excited by any of them. Um, Onana straight away, possibly not available because of AFCON. So yeah. that kind of rules him out for now. Uh, Neto, as you said, bottom of the fixture ticker, no thanks. Although if you're picking a long-term goalkeeper, Maybe we shouldn't read too much into that. Yeah. You know, being bottom for the next six, seven game mm-hmm. weeks. Alisson, When I think of teams like Liverpool with Allison and Vicario mm-hmm. at Tottenham, I always straight away think I might want three outfield players yeah. from those teams. You know, Poro, Son, Richarlison, You know, Salah, Trent, Darwin. Later in the season, who knows? He might he might mm-hmm. turn the corner. Um, and I, I, I think if I was to highlight one of these as well, it probably would have been Martinez. Yeah. Um, we We mentioned Villa, good fixtures very good goalkeeper um but again, I, I just think I can get a concert for cheaper or possibly Alex Moreno although Moreno I think is only zero point two cheaper he has five yeah. million yeah but again I'm thinking attacking threats but but I do I do agree if you maybe Martinez is a better pick than Konza mm. and Moreno so if if I was if I had a you know gone to my head mark mm. pick one of these goalkeepers for your wild cards so I think it would be Martinez okay. But then I look at five point two, and I think, right, I'm going to want to get Salah and Sun back later. I'm probably going to need all okay. the pennies that I can gather at that point. Yeah. So that's why I'll probably end up going for a you know four 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 five, maybe a four six. Okay. And I'm not going to real Neto out. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll maybe look at the longer term fixtures. So, the, the 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 long and short here is. It's tricky. It really is tricky, and I think
1: it's it's almost impossible to get the goalkeeper right eh, no. on the wild card. Um, there's a few um, rotations now. I'm just checking quickly on the season ticket because I, I highlighted at the beginning of the season a really good rotation of being Leno and Ariola, and Ariola is cheap, um, and so it's relatively Leno. Um, I didn't quite make my list, but it's still a very good goalkeeper there. So looking at Fulham, so they got Arsenal um, next, and uh, West Ham have Brighton. So I think you know, Ariola can can be played. Then um, I don't think we will get a clean sheet, but you certainly might get get the save points there. And then Fulham have Chelsea, and then um, looking down the list, yeah, West Ham have got Sheffield United. So you can rotate then, and then and then Fulham have this really nice run of Ever- Everton, Burnley, Bournemouth, and Aston Villa. Although Aston Villa, I think they would concede in there. Um, so I mean, it's not it's not wholly good, although not even Forest uh, West Ham's. Um, opponent when Fulham played Villa in gave 25 for example
0: hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: So it's not—I mean, it's not—it's not terrible, but it's quite good. It's okay, still, I think, and that, that is a bargain. Uh, I also—I—I've weirdly found myself by getting Alfie Doughty in because I've still got Anderson in my team, and I—and I just haven't yet got around to getting rid of him. So I've basically got someone who's going to rotate with Anderson. you can have the same in goal you could have uh, Luton have got a double game week coming up we all know what goalkeepers do in double game weeks Um, so you could you could rotate Luton's and um, Crystal Palace's goalkeepers Um, I guess the problem there is Johnston um, there um, I mean he's been in your team for a while um, but could you know Henderson might retain his place maybe Um, Johnston I think is back soon
0: yeah, it's again. It's another. It's another option. But I, I feel like when I've I was on Johnston game week one, um, did well for a while, got the t-shirt, yeah. but don't wear the t-shirt anymore after all the, okay. the blanks recently. So I, I just I don't really rate Crystal Palace too highly defensively. Mm. I do. I do think uh, Kaminsky and Goal at Luton has been very very good this season. Yeah. Uh, you know, makes a lot of saves, and they've they've definitely improved in recent game weeks as well. So it's it's another option to throw out there. You know. Players we didn't speak about either. You know, Ederson, do you just yeah. go for an Ederson? I know the clean sheets haven't been there, but the underlying numbers are there. Yeah. And then you've got David Raya at Arsenal as well. Mm. But I feel like when I've got Gabriel, I don't really need to go for a David Raya. And I also don't like that he does have a good goalkeeper breathing down his neck as well. So I yeah. probably will just swerve that one. So
1: I could I could end up on anyone in goal at this stage. It's uh, it's very, very tricky. And, and I mean, Arsenal's good defence is sort of Raya's undoing. He's not getting the saves because the defenders are not getting the shots in Liverpool's in comparison, relatively weaker defense, even though we've got six clean sheets. Allison is a great goalkeeper who has kept them. He's XG prevented. He's actively preventing goals. So when their defense slip up, which they have done, Allison is there getting those save points as well. So yeah, that's what that is 5.6. A lot of money. Um, probably dwell on goalkeepers enough there's a lot to consider and there's a lot of sort of nair picks for you to consider over um but i guess the big choice is stay cheap or or just splash out and get martinez
0: yeah i think that's the more i look at the fixtures and stuff like that martinez really does jump out at me mm-hmm. uh and i know he's capable of bonus points as well so i think it will be either martinez
1: or mm-hmm. or at you know 4.4 4.5 4. OK, um, let's move to defenders as well. So just to remind people who is in your wildcard. So you've got Gabriel, Concert, um, Gusto, uh, Gusto, and Alexander-Arnold and Porro. And in my small list here for defenders, I've just kept it really basic. Because I know you like to sort of keep, keep the game simple, get defenders, you keep clean sheets, that kind of thing. But I've given it a bit of an edge here. These are attacking defenders, and it won't come as a huge surprise, the names on this list. Um, I won't say the top name first of uh, a surprise for those listening on the podcast, um, but this is over the whole season. Cash is in there. Um, so it proves that over the season, he has got the stats. Obviously, at the moment, he's suspended. No one's going to go for him at the moment. But it is a reminder that he is there. Um, he's had 18 shots inside the box. Um, seven chances created this season. Trippier is the next name. On their list um no surprise 52 chances created wowzers um 80 corners i mean these are eye-popping stats here um Alexander Arnold as well, 47 chances created, uh, 48 corners. Once again, we all know about him, but you've got to pay for this, 8.4. And Pedro Porro, who I've had in my team for a while and absolutely love to own. He's brilliant. Um, So attacking. 15 shots inside the box. That's huge. Uh, 30 chances created, 39 corners, Um, six assists so far. Um, He's doing all the right things there. Trippier's got seven assists. Um, But the top name is Astupinan. I've got him in there because we know what he did last season. We know what he did at the beginning of the season, but then got injured. Um, But he has been seen in training again. And if he doesn't slip up again, Brighton don't have any more fullbacks left. They need their fullbacks. And Astupinan was the the absolute business there. Uh, In his short time this season, he's had 13 chances. Um, and five shots inside the box, three assists and a goal, goals and assists. And he is top out of all of these players for minutes per expected goal involvement. So he's better in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement uh, than Alexander-Arnold, Trippier and Porro. So he's worth considering there. So looking at all this list here, it's back to basics. Attacking defenders, but they cost a lot. But then there are some players emerging like a stupider.
0: Yeah, so like I said, I've been on Poro for quite a while, one of the most enjoyable fantasy assets in the game at the moment. So he obviously stays. I went two weeks ago, I had a decision to make get a defender for two weeks before the wild card, and it was Trippier or Trent. And I went for Trippier, played the fixtures. When in hindsight, you know, easy to say it now, but maybe should have played the form of the player and the team, etc. Trippier was, you know, coming off quite a few mistakes as well. So maybe didn't give that enough thought. I kind of had tunnel vision, you know, planned it a couple of weeks beforehand. Anyway, it didn't work out. So I, I think that's an easy switch for me. Trippier, Trippier goes now because of the fixtures mm-hmm. and the form. And Trent comes in, you know, for the same reasons, but with a positive spin on that. Looking at this as well, is stupid, and I'm quietly hoping that he's at least on the bench midweek, maybe mm. makes an appearance of some kind. And I, if he does, I would be very tempted to just chuck him in, even initially as my fourth defender, behind Trent, mm-hmm. Porro, and Gabriel, yeah. and just have him there in place. Because I think once he is fed again, people are going to flock to him. Mm. And it would be nice just to save a transfer and have him yep. already there. The other thing that that's making me think about is Brighton top of the fixture ticker, but I don't want their goalkeepers, mm. so I could get a Stoopin in instead of Consa, yeah. and then that's when I go to Martinez. Mm. So you know what? And a Stoopin and Martinez combo to me sounds oh. sounds pretty good. So that's yeah. that's something I'm interested in.
1: Yeah, that that's exactly what I would do. Um, yeah, I, I'm a Brighton fan, so I have an inbuilt bias as well, um, which is why I, I'm also considering Pascal Gross, who I will uh, mention when we get to midfielders. Um, uh, I don't know, you've already mentioned there. Uh, but yeah, Brighton, just to remind people of their fixtures, they've got West Ham up next. Then they got Wolves, Luton, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Sheffield United, Everton. Really good from an attacking point of view. They might actually eke out a clean sheet or two, but with a stupid hand, he's the kind of player you don't get really necessarily get in for a clean sheet. Um, so yeah, I just thought it good to flag up these, sort of back to basics. These are the attacking lads. Um, people have gone off cash. But I'm not, I'm not going to sort of discount him totally. I mean, he's got the stats this season. So, I mean, I can't just ignore him in this list because people say, "What? you know, why isn't he there? Um, but people obviously won't go there, I don't think, at the moment. Um, yeah. What,
0: what are your thoughts as well on, uh, I know you're a new owner, on Alfie Doughty. He's mm. been, you know, I, I've been looking at the numbers all season and he's been yep. popping up most weeks. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on him Ken, yeah. as a
1: long-term pick? Yeah, he's great. <laughs> no, I do think he's really good. Um, when, I did, um, when I've did, when i done a, a, a various attacking defenders lists for the last, say, four game weeks or so, um, he's been really high up um, there. And we're talking sort of high up alongside sort of poro Alexander-Arnold sort of high up. So he's definitely been in there if you look recently. So he's certainly improved, which would indicate Luton improving and he is improving. I think at home, um, he's the kind of player, I think... Um, that is good in a combination. So I'm pairing him up with a Crystal Palace defender. I quite like that rotation. So I think if people are like you or others are considering him, I think he's a good as a fourth or fifth defender alongside another good fourth or fifth defender. You don't necessarily want to play every week. But say Luton's fixers. I mean, I'm benching him in game week 20 and I'm actually quite nervous about that. He's playing Chelsea at home. I think that's quite a good game for him. I think he's he plays high up as well. They play this sort of wing back system And so he's really high up and playing. And and I think it was the Arsenal game I saw where obviously they lost. But Alfred Doughty just really stood out. He's a really, really good player. And it's not a case of, you know, too good for Luton. So because I think Luton are quite a good team, actually, quite a tidy team. They've got good players like Barkley and Townsend, good sort of uh, veterans of of the Premier League. So, yeah, I, I think he is a good option, but he's not a player I think I would play every week. But I certainly would, um, you know, Burnley away, game week 21, um, Sheffield United at home in game week 24. When, when I said I was going to pick him, someone said, well, I, you know, I don't like they didn't like the fixtures. And I was saying, well, don't you like um, fixtures against um, three fixtures against other promoted sides um, within the next five, six game weeks? and and there was no answer <laughs> so maybe they don't like that but i certainly did and um and as as proved um he's did all right last week and he's got burnley gaming 21 sheffield united gaming 24 again so yeah,
0: yeah I, I put a i've kind of just been putting a little watch list of players together you know after each of the games this midweek uh, and he was certainly added after mm. after that goal and it's not just a goal like i said he's been he's got yeah. good numbers all season yeah. Passes the eye test whenever I watch Luton, and and more so, I'm trying to kind of reevaluate my views on certain teams yeah. since you know the first couple of weeks of the season. Because early doors, we thought right, Luton are going to be the worst Premier League team ever, but you know they're starting to win games now and put in some good performances. Barkley in particular has been very good. Townsends a very sensible addition. So, yeah, Doughty is in my thoughts as a you know a fourth defender or maybe a a, a rotation defender if
1: I end up yeah. going that way. Yeah, definitely. And that's a, another really good sort of kind of overarching point about your wildcard team is, is we're at a stage now where you have to think, well, hang on a minute, Nottingham Forest might actually beat a team like Newcastle. They are actually quite good. Um, you have to look at teams like Luton and Sheffield United as well, in a way. You know, Sheffield United can can frustrate teams now. They've got, uh, you know, their, their old new manager in. Um, so... Um, yeah, I do think I do think you definitely have to do that. And Burnley on their day, I mean, they're uh, a bit of a bogey team for Brighton, but certainly, you know, in Trafford's, you know, if Trafford's racking up eight to nine saves every match, that's that's a big dent on the xG of whoever's they're they're playing against, and if they're an attacking side. So, yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree there. Um, let's move on to midfielders. So um, just remind people again who you've got in your wildcard team. So the big choices there we've spoken about is, is the Salah, Son, what to do with them in game week 20, because you're not going to want them game week 20 to 24-ish. Then we've got Saka, Palmer, Odegaard, Richarlison, Bowen. Um, I've got a table of midfielders as well. So um, before I read out you know some of these stats and some of these midfielders here, just explain sort of your, your choices. Why have you picked who you've picked? Yeah, so first of all, Saka, Saka just came back in for me about three game weeks back.
0: Uh, hasn't been explosive in recent times, mm-hmm. but I still rate him up there as one of the best FPL midfielders, especially when Son and Salah are not going to be available. Mm-hmm. Richarlison has been doing the business, playing out of position, very mm-hmm. cheap. And it just feels like a a like for, not a like for like, but a kind of a direct replacement for Son while mm-hmm. he's gone. And then you could in, end up just kind of reversing that when, when Son's back. Just... Tottenham attacker for Tottenham attacker seems sensible. Jared Bowen had him for a large chunk before his injury and haven't been able to get back there yet. I think he's on something like 11 goals for the season, which is Mm -hmm. incredible playing for a West Ham team that are not fantastic. He's just such a good player, always seems to pop up in the right position. So I'm quite keen to get back to Bowen and short-term the fixtures are pretty decent there as well. Elsewhere, Palmer, just a gift from FPL this season, not one to overthink, had him had him for a couple of weeks now. And I think the trap, you know, some people fall into when they activate a wild card. They, they need to make wholesale changes, but I'm trying to make as few changes as possible because the team has been performing well. Mm. It's kind of just changes around the fringes and just kind of, you know, getting these sons and salas out in the, in the most easy, sensible fashion as possible. So Palmer definitely stays. Um, and then it's a big question is probably, is it three, five, two or three, four, three, but probably leaning towards three, five, two at the
1: moment. Mm-hmm yeah okay so um, and now I've got some stats up from best midfielders So some of those players that you've mentioned that are in your team uh, that sound pretty set to, to remain in this wildcard um, draft right up until deadline um, the likes of Bowen Richarlison are in there um, but we've got some other names as well and I thought I'd put these in there quite interesting to c- consider I think um, so top is um, Kevin De Bruyne remember him um, he only had one start because he got injured Um, But I sorted this by minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. And he's top, only very small sample, obviously one match, but it's a timely reminder he's back in training. He didn't feature in the Club World Cup, but he was in full training there. Um, So that means he's going to be back at some point. That's going to hit Alvarez's owners. So uh, where does Alvarez go? You would think, because um, he seemed to be sort of taking that De Bruyne role at the moment. Will De Bruyne get back in? <laughs> Will he be eased in uh, gradually? But nevertheless, he is top. He's ten point two. We've all got. We'll we'll all have. And you know, this is a danger. When, you know, with um, content creators, we all say we all. Um, but I I think it's safe to say we all won't. We'll ditch Salah and Son, or or at least one of them, because it's just too much money to carry for four weeks. Um, De Bruyne, at ten point two. I mean, this is the the time to get De Bruyne. If we think of it. so, they've still got to play a match this week. What? Yeah, De Bruyne. Interested? It's going to be fun
0: this week if if De Bruyne comes in and starts that game. It's gonna. I think it'll send a lot of wild carders into a bit of a tailspin and think right now's my opportunity. To get him, uh, and even people who don't have a wild card, selling Son and Salah will be will be very very tempted. But overall, I think I'll probably approach De Bruyne very cautiously, uh, and I'm sure Pep will do the mm-hmm. same if he's if he's sensible. Very long layoff, uh, and I would imagine it'll be eased back in, uh, and it might not even necessarily mean you know starting every game mm-hmm. uh, once he's up to full speed as well, especially when when Europe returns and stuff like that as well. So even though he's tempting, and we've got we're going to have loads of cash available. I don't see
1: myself going there initially, uh, but certainly on the watch list and it's going to be monitored very closely. Um, I mean, currently in your Wildcard draft, you've just got Haaland, but Man City do have good fixtures and they're a good team (laughs) and they've got a potential double game week coming up very soon. Um, now, I was interviewing uh, Dylan, who is was at that time ninth in the world um, last week, and he recently wildcarded a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things he wanted to do was focus on Man City because of all those reasons I just said. So I think it was Foden at his time there. Um, Grealish was in this list. He just dipped out because he didn't get the number of starts. I know I've included De Bruyne, but that was just to highlight him. Um, but him and I think I think he just missed out I think Elise has got five starts and here but Gre- Grealish um, I just thought you know might be a rotation risk which is why you might not go for him but had you considered Foden Grealish Doku I mean there's Bernard- Bernardo Silva is another player I quite like yeah I don't I don't like having just Haaland from
0: City mm. because like I said when you simplify FPL mm. very good team very good attack Everybody owns Haaland when he's mm-hmm. fit and captains him, so you don't really gain from owning him. It's it's almost just like protecting yourself in a way. Yeah. So it's actually gain from the city attack. Sometimes you do need to gamble, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I've kind of been watching from a distance this season, people taking gambles on players like Foden and Doku, and you know it works out sometimes, although other times it doesn't. But it, you know that's a gamble. So when I when I look to finalize my wild card team. Foden is definitely of interest to me, okay. uh, in the in the Odegaard position, Yeah, you know, if and even if it was, even if I keep Son, you know, then maybe Son to Foden, or a Doku, or a Bernardo Silva, I'm going to keep all op- options mm. open, because I think it would be silly to just strike yeah. any of them out straight away, obviously we'll watch Man City midweek, and that will, that might help, you know, form yeah. my opinion, but... If if Foden passes the eye test, which which he often does anyway, mm. even if he doesn't deliver FPL points, there's a there's a good chance he'll he'll either be in the wildcard squad or it'll be the transfer instead of Odegaard in game me 21 okay. So I do I would like to get a second piece of the Manchester City attack. I don't see myself going defensively because Trent, Poro, Gabriel, I don't think you need to. No. Maybe Ederson, but again, do you want to pay for that when not keeping clean sheets? I don't
1: think so. So it's probably a maximum of two and it's it's probably two attackers. Um, just to remind people of those fixtures, they've got Sheffield United up next game in 20. Um, and uh, then Newcastle away, um, away. Then Burnley at home, Brentford away. Everton at home, Chelsea at home, Bournemouth away. I mean, these are all, pretty much all of them, especially with Newcastle's form at the moment. I would have said that was a, the tough one, but I can see a lot of goals in, in those if we think City are going to improve as well. Um, so yeah, I, I I join you there in that when Salah and Son go for me, um, Bowen is a player I really like. It, I just it, it probably similar to me. It's it's nice to own. You just feel happy with certain players. Poro is just a fun player to own. Bowen is a great player to own. Just chips away, steady Eddie goal or assist return every week. That's exactly what you want. So Bowen and probably Foden, or if another Man City midfielder like De Bruyne sort of puts their head above the yeah. parapet. Um, Just on talk.
0: the city attack as well. I've you know I've been on Alvarez for a long time mm. and very early doors. Maybe game week five or game week six in it. It was okay for a while, but you know long term hasn't really delivered what I expected. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Haland situation plays out because mm. if if the information is a bit sketchy, you know if he doesn't play game week nineteen, then there's again another difficult decision for wild carders. Do you do you go with Alvarez? You know do you is he your Halan placeholder or do you avoid Alvarez altogether? Um, so it's tricky, you know. I, I don't really want to keep Alvarez because no. he hasn't been great for me. But if if there was a scenario where Haaland was going to miss a few more games, then you look at the fixtures, you think, you know what? Maybe I just keep him a little bit longer. So yeah. um, it's almost like he hasn't been great for me. So I want the shiny new toy, which is Foden instead. But Alvarez could could still be a decent option yeah. if Hallett misses a few more games. So
1: Man City, again, is another little tricky one, on. Um, depending on information this week. OK. I mean, and next on this list, the three players that we have already mentioned, they're in your list. I'll just read out the stats, though, because they back up what you were saying. So Richarlison's next. Uh, five goals, ten starts. Start, obviously, he's going to be starting much more regularly now. Already has been. Um, um, he's had his minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty every 155 minutes. Um, he's had three assists as well, seven chances. Bowen, 11 goals, as you said earlier, he 17 matches. I think it was, I can't remember what the reason was. He was, uh, it was just an injury, I think. Uh, but he, he is absolutely nailed on. Um, he's playing up front as well. He's had an assist. Minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty of 168 minutes. And he's on over 100 points, 102 points, 11 chances created. And Palmer as well, as you said, he's a gift. 11 starts, so pretty much starting most of the matches he's, played. if he's not suspended, that is, uh, this week. Um, six goals, on penalties, we still think he's on penalties, he had four assists. He's just chipping away at returns. I've only had him in my team for about three weeks. And already already within that time, he got a 14-point haul, haul in one of those weeks. So... Absolutely delighted to own him. Um, So we've already spoken about them. It's obvious why they're in your team. Here's some more names, though. Next on the list is Neto at Wolves. Um, He's got 52 points, had 10 starts, but been injured. But he's had eight assists, which is the most on this list. And if we think, you know, defenders, clean sheets, midfielders, um, assists, strikers, forwards, goals. Um, Neto's exactly doing what you want. And Wolves' fixtures are good. Everton, Brighton, Manchester United, Chelsea, Brentford, Tottenham, Sheffield United, right up to 26. Um, he could be back. Um, if if you see him back this week, are you tempted by Neto?
0: Yeah. And and to be honest, he's kind of the forgotten man. Um, yeah. Not on my watch list because he's just been injured for for ages. But, you know, you think back to the start of the season, he was incredible. He was playing the yeah. best football of his career. And, um, Obviously, Huang kind of took up the mantle then while he was gone, but he'll he'll head off to the to to the cup competitions as well. Neto, you know, possibly penalties then, possibly when Huang's away as well. So yeah, I will be. And you know what? Overall, I've been very impressed with Gary O'Neill at Wolves this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good result for them for them recently as well. So Neto again, an option, but like De Bruyne, cautious, pretty long layoff. Probably won't jump in. It's all. It's one of those where I don't think you need to be the first owner get him back, let him prove his fitness, make sure there's no setbacks and then maybe jump in. Um, Just one below him on the list is probably more interesting to me is Eze Mm, because I, I bought Eze a couple of weeks ago. I bought him the game just before he got injured so I got about 35 minutes out of him but I'm a big, big Eze fan. Always passes the eye test. The fixtures maybe are not great for Crystal Palace, which is the issue. And the other thing I don't like is Elise took a penalty with mm-hmm. Eze on the pitch recently. So that was a big factor for me that, you know, I really liked Eze for the penalties as yeah. well. So that probably dilutes his potential a bit and obviously makes Elise a little bit better if he's going to take them yeah. or, or they could be shared. I think both Eze and Elise, and you can throw Neto in as well in a, a similar bracket, all good differentials that. I wouldn't probably stop anybody from buying. Maybe no. just be a bit cautious with neto on the fitness side of things, but it comes back to it. I always ask myself, are they in the top five midfielders in the game?
1: I don't think so, and that's okay. why they probably won't no. make the final cut. But they are in the top eight because <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're there or thereabouts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, they 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 are they are they're there or thereabouts. But Palmer definitely has it. So yeah, I'm I'm similar. If I I play by price points and things. Broadly, Eze and Elise broadly the similar price to Palmer. If Palmer gets a long term injury, I've got one. of Well, I've got a choice there. Neto, Eze, and Elise all great options there. I'll just read out their stats because they do make this list. Eze is sixth on this list. Um, He's had a couple of goals, nine starts, obviously injuries could tell that. He's had a couple of assists as well, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 180 minutes. Um, So the goal involvement every other game, at least say broadly similar on the minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, couple of goals um, and an assist across his five starts. So they're both good options there. And Crystal Palace's fixture is not too bad, actually. Brentford at home, um, Arsenal, and then Sheffield United at home brighton away so you, you know never know what's going to happen with the Brighton game um and Chelsea everton and Burnley are not actually too bad um which is and I mean you can if you're if you're going for a sort of eight attackers you can bench a, pa- a palace player but yes yeah, I, I I think it's sort of dependent on Palmer I would imagine he's sort of got their space at the moment um next- yeah, as long as he's fine as long as yeah. he's fine, there's no yeah. issue. And and you know,
0: I'm gonna sell Gordon, but I, I still think he's up there maybe ahead of Elise okay. and those kind of guys as well.
1: Um, next name, uh, J- Diogo Jota. Um back with a goal um this week in game week 19. Um Salah is off. Um Darwin Nunes, Gakpo, Diaz, and Jota. So still four into three places there. So there still will be rotation, but he showed that he has still got it. Um, 7.7 million he's very very low owned um, understandably but he's had five goals across his eight starts and a couple of assists Um, I think he's a really good option I think Salah's Salah's just going for for, for January means that it's just one extra body (laughs) just lack of numbers so his, his expected minutes go up slightly. Are you tempted by Jota? I mean, I I certainly am. He's certainly on my radar as a replacement for Salah and Son. Yeah, good to see him on the score sheet again.
0: Um, But I think it's been the case all season for me when it comes to Liverpool attack. When when it is four into three or five into Mm. three, which it has been for a while, straight away, it's just like, no thanks. I'll just go somewhere else where I can get 90 minutes possibly. Um, Jota is probably one of the few players, though, that, if he gets twenty minutes from me, I'm quite confident that he could actually do something. He's a very impactful player, yeah. has been, you know, his whole career. He's quite explosive from the bench and stuff like that. So he's I will give it some thought, but probably more so maybe in a couple of weeks' time when Salah's actually gone yeah. and and seeing if Jota is getting increased minutes in, which which he probably will. I still think he's probably competing with with the others more so than Salah mm. uh, for maybe a central striking yeah. position. Yeah. So for me at the moment, it's just a wait and see, and it, it goes the same goes for the other Liverpool attackers. I you know I'm I'm selling I'm going to sell Son probably for mm. a Richarlison, but. I don't see myself going from Salah to another Liverpool attacker, okay. just because of
1: the the rotation concerns. I'll just get Trent in, yeah. and that will that will probably be it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it meant you mentioned Gordon as well here. um, he's, he's very similar to all of those other players around that price range that we spoke about. Uh, I'll just read out his stats though. He's obviously started 17. I mean, he's like a dingering for Brighton in that he just does not get rested. Even if he's injured, his legs have fallen off. Somehow, magically, he appears on the pitch again and everyone wonders, how is he starting? Um, So he's got six goals, 92 FPL points. He's turning into a pretty good FPL asset um, really, uh, which has surprised a lot of people. 17 starts, six assists. Um, but yeah, it's the fixtures. Liverpool, Man City up next. Then they've got Aston Villa. Gets better for Luton. Uh, they got Luton at home. And then Nottingham Forest. Well, <laughs> I say Nottingham Forest is a good fixture. He blanks and they uh, beat them. Beat them well. And then Bournemouth and then Arsenal. So patchy, patchy. These are okay fixtures. But yeah, it's the fixtures. You've got better, 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 players with better fixtures. And there's a lot in that price range.
0: Yeah, I think give me twenty wild carders like me, if you've been on Gordon for mm. a while, it feels like an easy one just to jump off and then maybe five,
1: six game weeks time go yeah. back to him when, when the fixtures improve. So pretty sure pretty sure he's gone, yeah. Okay. Um last name on this list, um, because you're a Manchester United fan. Um now I'm not a Manchester United fan, um, obviously a Brighton fan. But um, you know, I, I don't necessarily want them to do badly. As an FPL manager, I want a, a Manchester United. I want to sort of I want to pick, you know, Ryan Giggs and Beckham. And, you know, I want to have those types of amazing players. Ronaldo was the, the one, and Rooney, when I first started playing this game. And it was, it was an absolute pleasure to get two players getting hat-tricks almost every week in your FPL team. Which do I captain? Um, uh, Fernandez? I'm not saying he's on a par with that. But Manchester United had some fight in them. They've got a new ownership... Well partly new owner um but certainly some hopefully some sporting expertise they certainly haven't had too much footballing expertise recently um things could be on the up there Garnaccio you mentioned 4.7 could be a great option Fernandez 8.2 on penalties still 18, 18 starts he's the glue guy there but three assists three goals um he's underperformed by at least four expected goal involvements um so far this season. Um, I would imagine as a Manchester United fan, watching brief there. Yeah, certainly a watching. I think with Bruno,
0: eight point two. Uh, I think I'm still scarred by game week one having Rashford and Bruno, as a lot of people did. I'm going to be. It's going to take a lot for me to go back to Bruno. I think again the other midfielders that we've mentioned, even the ones on this okay. list, plenty of better midfielders in yep. FPL and Bruno at the moment. And I, I think the Bruno factor is. You've got to mention Garnaccio because if you can get a 4.7 million Manchester United attacker who's probably been our best attacker in recent mm-hmm. times, you know, had a goal ruled out in that game as well, so yeah. it could have been a hat-trick at 4.7, that is where you're going to go instead of 8.2. You get a Garnaccio 4.7 who's pretty nailed at the moment, you know, keeping Rashford out of the team, uh, rightly so, given his performances, so... Yeah, I don't think too many people will touch Bruno when you can get Garnacho at 4.7. And I think Garnacho will be a popular pick this week now because of his, you know, the recency
1: bias. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just put put your wildcard team back on the screen at the moment just to remind myself who your attackers are. So you've got Ollie Watkins, Haaland, and Chris Woods. So. uh, why those three and as you're talking i'll put some uh, stats on forwards and we can pick apart some of those names as well and some of those might already be on this list but yeah what's your rationale watkins wood and harland
0: yeah so watkins first of all it's been there since game week one and obviously having a very very good season and and to me could still be a 38 game week pick you know you plug them in at the start of the season you leave them there all year and he you know, returns really good value I know recently it, it might be something like four blanks in the last five I think I read somewhere but that doesn't concern me too much I'm looking at the bigger picture, Villa are great mm-hmm. near the top of the fixture ticker short time fi- fixtures are really good as well so I don't really see myself losing Watkins and there's there's nobody really in the striker position okay. screaming out you know, buy me instead of Watkins at the moment and then yeah. you've got Haaland's the obvious one to come back in when he's fit for the captaincy most weeks and then if i go 352 it's probably a question of chris wood or archer okay and again shifting united have improved archers numbers have improved as well so i probably would just save myself 0.3 there and go go archer because it's it's not very often i would need them anyway from the bench That mm. might even be a second sub rather than a first sub so again just thinking ahead, how do I get Sal and Son back? Will I need 0.3 possibly? Yeah. So maybe go Archer instead of Chris Wood. But but Chris Wood certainly put his hand up in recent times, scoring a lot of goals. A One year's injured. Um, yeah, just a, he's always been a kind of a, an effective Premier League striker. Knows where the goal is and, you know, could just be a good pick under Nuno for a couple of weeks at least until the one year's back. And even after that, if he keeps scoring goals, he's probably going to stay in the team. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. If it was a if it was a 3-4-3, three, three, maybe, maybe Solanke stays, yep. regardless of fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be probably a big question. Does Solanke stay or does he become a fifth midfielder instead?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, you hit that on the head with that. It's, it's either 3-5-2 or 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, I'm in the 3-4-3 three, three camp. <laughs> so just as you end your 3-4-3 three, three, all season that's done you well, I'm moving to, I've well, I've moved the last couple of weeks to 3-4-3. Three, um, so I've got ha- a Harland, Solanke and Watkins in place. Watkins and Harland, obvious reasons. And Solanke, just—it's just on form. I just think with strikers, um, one of the best metrics for strikers is did they score last week. And I know some some people say, oh, you're getting last week's points, but strikers are different. Strikers are all about the confidence and shooting with the goal and, you know, it's, it's you know, the thing that goes from their, their brain to their foot and scoring those goals and, you know, you just want to keep that going and they often do it and I remember, you know, times before getting, I don't know, Darren Bent when he was at Sunderland, do you remember, Didn't, irrespective of the team, you just get these players that just score almost every other week. Um, and you just want that for a striker um, six points very happy I'm happy with six points every week he can keep keep that going if he wants and I don't think the fixture too bad the bottom of the fixture ticker um, but I do think from an attacking point of view Tottenham is not a bad fixture for him Tottenham away in game week 20 game week 21 is Liverpool at home well Liverpool defence this is a question of Alisson v Solanke and then you've got West Ham Nottingham Forest and Fulham great for him I think Newcastle, well, Newcastle may improve by then, but maybe not. And then Man City, who also suspect always concede, conceding a goal, so I don't think he's going to haul in those last two, but um, could do it. What- so I think he's for three four three. I think he is still the the best option. But for your point of view, three five two. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Chris Wood. Everyone on Twitter knows that. I always, every time he scores or something, I put a picture of me encased in wood uh, there. So, so (laughs) see my adoration for Chris Wood. He's he's been, I think he's been quietly over the last decade or so, been one of if not, yeah, in the top four or five performing strikers. Um, He's certainly got the pedigree.
0: I think I remember reading somewhere recently that he might be only second to Harry Kane for headed Premier League goals or something yeah. like that. He's he's, he's up there in, in a lot of metrics. You know, yeah. as you said, probably a very underrated player. And mm-hmm. um, to be fair, um, thinking about it a bit more with Solanke, it, it's it feels like one of those where I would only be selling them because I'm wildcarding. Mm. If I wasn't wildcarding, I probably wouldn't even be thinking about selling them because I'd be. Focusing on my midfield yeah. picks with Son and Salah, mm. etc. So maybe that's with that kind of viewpoint, he maybe shouldn't be a, a you know consideration for sale because he's playing so well. Like I said, maybe the fixtures are not as bad as they look on paper. Yes, bottom of the fixture ticker, but if you take if, if you get through the next two games, even if he doesn't do a huge amount, you're looking at a very nice run of fixtures there. So yeah. there's every chance Solanke might actually survive, and that would mean just sticking with a 3-4-3 three, three that I've been been on yeah. basically all season.
1: And so would that involve, say, Garnacho, for example? Is a
0: 4.7? Yeah, because the, the one I've kind of been looking at recently is uh, McAtee at 4.4 4, okay. uh, at Sheffield United. But I don't think he can... He's not right. available against Man City in the next fixture. And I just think if you can spend zero, an extra 0. 0.3, get a Manchester United attacker yeah. who's capable of braces or hat-tricks, then that's the one you go for, even if it's a, if, if it's a bench pick. So, yeah, I think... At the moment, I prefer three four three with Garnacho than I do three five two with okay. an Archer or okay. uh, or a Chris
1: Wood. Okay, I mean my my only problem with that is it's a good problem. It's too good. Um, you've got a bench. Um, Garnacho or Chris Wood every week or most weeks, uh, and if you don't bench them, you've got to take out Odegaard or you know whatever another really good player. If I personally, I don't own Chris Wood at the moment. I don't own Garnaccio. I've got Dingra and I'm playing more or less every week because he's an attacking player and attacking side. Um, But if I didn't...
0: If you're me, Joe, and if you had a bench all season of marvellous Nakamba, Jordan Bayer, and an injured Malo Gusto, you'd just be happy to have anything on the bench. So... uh, yeah. It'll just be one of those of you know making peace without there's I've had no points on my bench all season which has wow. been you know takes okay. the frustration out of the game but it's going it'll be going back to traditional having a good first sub mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be 10 pointers there but you just
1: don't stress too much about that yeah. it's hopefully you, you get them when you need them yeah and I suppose having a really good first sub I mean because Chris Wood and Galaccio are elite first subs um so for, for the, the, the lowly people like me they're they're actually in my team. they're not on the subs bench um but um I think having that as well it saves you that down the line so say you gave me 21 game 22 comes along you've got Odegaard in your side Odegaard injured um but it's not a bad injury. It's just a week. You can just pop him. Roll on your the bench. transfer. Just roll yeah. that transfer. You don't have to move him out. Whereas if you're if you if you if you're down to your marvelous de and your and your Bayers and things like that, then yeah, you probably would be tempted to make that move. So yeah, there is that other benefit. That. And I, I I'm I don't mind bench points as well because I I look at that and go they're in my team, they're they're going up in price.
0: I, I can. I've been uh, I've been playing eleven player FPL all
1: season. I'm looking back to going back to fifteen player FPL. Yeah, Yeah. Well, this is good, yeah. But I mean, yeah, what, what a, what a, what a criticism to have. That's too good, <laughs> mm. uh, and it is. It's it, that's and that's what you want in a wild card. The wild card needs to be too good. Um, okay, we've. Um, I'll, I'll go through some of these other names before we go. Um, these are some other names on the forwards to consider. So, Harland, we all know about. He's top for minutes per expected goal involvement on penalty. Fourteen goals, across his fifteen starts. Absolute elite among elite. And then you've got Izak uh, with his eight goals across his 11 starts for, for Newcastle. But we've already talked spoken about the Newcastle fixtures. Also, Wilson is on this list as well. So Izak and Wilson will get rotated, although Izak is favoured, you would imagine. You've got Jackson for Chelsea. I think Jackson is off, though, for an, an AFCON, I think. Um, and he's got seven goals across his 14 starts. Much malign at the beginning, but seven goals for a 6.9 Striker, not bad, I don't think. Um, Darwin Nunes, um, people will be happy with his goal, but I've owned him for about two or three weeks, got rid of him now. He's not the player I've enjoyed owning as well. And and then you've got Calvert and you've got uh, Neil McPay at Brentford. Ivan Tony is coming back. Will Ivan Tony remain at Brentford? And then you've got Calvert Lewin as another um, um, uh, option there. And Jesus, uh, with his, across his 10 starts, so had three goals. And two assists. So I of all of those there, I've got a couple of questions. Any of those names appeal, but it, having Neil Pay there brings to mind Tony. Now, if Tony is back for Brentford or goes to Arsenal and emerges or, or another team and emerges as their top striker, you're going to want him in. So you're probably going to want three, four, three, three strikers up front. Um, so there's an, uh, something to consider there. Tony's return, but also some of those, all those other names I mentioned as well, in consideration.
0: Yeah, I was looking at Tony last night. He's he's actually more expensive than we would like. I think he's mm. seven point nine. You know, it's one of those when he's been out for so long, you kind of would have hoped that he would have just dropped and dropped and yeah. dropped. But obviously, it wasn't the case with with nobody selling them. So um, don't have too much interest in in Tony. Uh, you know, I'm not going to plan for him until he's actually mm. back. Um, Looking at the list, Isak and Wilson don't like that because they share minutes. Darwin rotation risk. Neil mm. Mopai, not keen there either when you can get Chris Wood for the same price or yeah. even an Archer. Calvert Lewin, fitness concerns always. So it's just narrows it down to the usual suspects. Yeah. Haaland, Solanke, Watkins. One player not on the list, mm. very tempting for wild carders, is Christopher Nkunku at Chelsea. Yes. You know, it's um it's you know on the score sheet straight away you know, good header. We know how good he is from his you know previous previous club. So slight temptation there, but you know, can you justify getting an couldn't go over a Watkins or a Solanke on on current you know season information? I don't think you can, but maybe maybe if you're chasing a bit more or you're you know you're down your mini leagues, maybe that's an opportunity that you could. Jump on, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out, you could always go back to those other, you know, more more steady eddies. But um, I will I will be given in Kunku some thought this week. Um, okay. but the kind of manager I am, I, I
1: probably won't end up going there. I think I'm more likely to keep Slacky than I am to get in uh, Kunu. Okay. Um, just a reminder of his fixtures. He's got Luton up next game at twenty, and then Fulham, and then Liverpool, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Man City and tottenham so mixed bag but some some good fixtures in there um jackson will be absent as well so and kunku it remains to be seen exactly where he'll be playing in the team as well could be playing up front could be playing uh, an attacking midfield role or, or out on the wing but nevertheless um yeah you would think he would certainly get more minutes and could be a great option if he if he scores again then yeah you're right um, i think he'd be very popular yeah. The, the
0: thing park. about Chelsea is, you know, I've already got Palmer and, and I watched I, mo- I watched the most recent Chelsea game. Was it Wolves that beat them? It's mm. To me, it just still looks like a dysfunctional team. It looks like a bunch yeah. of guys who are just thrown together in the park on a Sunday and they don't yeah. really know exactly yet what they're supposed to be doing. So that puts me off a double up in attack. I'm I'm happy with Palmer, but mm. I'm quite reluctant to get a second one just, just yet.
1: Yeah, no, I, I echo those views too. Um, a bit like Manchester United as well. They haven't sort of, Chelsea have sort of emerged with new owners and they're not quite, it doesn't quite work at the moment. Manchester United, you know, for a number of years, it hasn't sort of worked on, on the recruitment. But yeah, we're waiting for them to sort of gel in a sort of Brentford, Brighton, and of course, Newcastle way as well. I think Newcastle are a very good team as the, as, uh, at the moment. Um, or rather, you know, I say that as they're, you know, lose their bad form at the moment. But overall, this season, it's, it's an impressive team that play as a team. Um, okay, but just before we go, I'll just put your wild cards um, draft back up on the screen. Um, so just to remind people, you've gone for Pickford and Dubravka. This is a, a draft, by the way. Um, Gabriel, Consa, Gusto, Alexander-Arnold, Porro, Saka, Palmer, Odegaard, Richarlison and Bowen in midfield. And up front, you've got Chris Wood uh, with a couple of other lads, uh, Ollie Watkins and Erling Haaland. Obviously not as good as Chris Wood, but, you know, they'll do. And... Um, um, just after we've been chatting, we've been gone through some stats. You've had a chance to have a good old, good hour chatting to someone about it. Um, what's your sort of immediate thoughts from this um, this draft? What, what do you think are the, the, the highly likely changes? Yeah, th- you know, thanks for your time as well, Joe. It's been
0: really good to chat to you about and, you know, wildcard ideas and just plant some new seeds. So I think if I was to go and play with this again now after the video, it would probably be Martinez and goal maybe. Uh, so Konsa would come out maybe for an Asturpanin or, or something like that. Son goes back in for Odegaard or, yeah. or just stays in there. He's, he yeah. is still there behind the scenes. He's just he's just hiding at the moment. Yeah. And then it's probably it's probably Solanke again in a three-four-three, three. Mm-hmm. and then maybe Garnacho as your fifth midfielder. Yeah, so I good. need to kind of yeah. move that around a wee bit. So yeah, that's. There's a lot of there's a lot of big decisions to be made this week and I'm sure with a few more games to go, a few spanners will be thrown in with yep. with injuries or suspensions or whatever. So um Douglas I do like Douglas Louise as well. I would like to fit him in if I could. But again, probably not
1: going to happen with the other options that we mentioned. Okay, yeah, no, plenty to think about there. And there's those sort of overall points three, four, three, three, five, two. That's what other wild carders will be thinking. And and you know, those of us who haven't got a wild card to compete with. But yeah, a lot of the basics are there though. You Alexander Arnold's Ped Poro, Gabriel, um, Richarlison, Saka, Haaland, Watkins. These are the sort of players I would imagine would be anyone else wildcarding. They would have them in their side uh, as well. But yeah, some of those other players and what to do with um, Son and Salah as well will be come into consideration. And will Haaland be fit? Um, as, by the time you're watching this, we may know that. Um, currently, me and Mark, don't. We're in the dark uh, there. Um, hey, good luck with the wildcards and good luck with the rest of the season. Cheers, um, Joe. It's... Um... It's funny, I, I always I I've said it many times before. I'm very
0: I'm fearful of wild cards and it's probably why I haven't played it until the last minute. And when things are going well, I don't like upheaval and change and, and stuff like that. So I'm I'm hoping I can just keep it simple and uh keep keep the steady run of, of green arrows going.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think you will. I mean it's a good time to I think it's a good time for you, for you to play it because it's from a position of strength. You're making a good team better rather than Oh my God! I've got twenty. Well, not twenty. I've got fifteen flags. What do I do? I haven't got any players left, and and, and panicking at the last minute. So it's quite, you know, it's it's considered. Um, but yeah, good luck with it. Um, and um, you, uh, we'll see you again next week for some more more general, sort of more and more sort of normal generals orders. I don't think it will be next week. Actually, we'll we'll see. We'll chat about chat about it, but we'll find out when because gaming twenty one deadline is middle of January. But at some point ahead of that, obviously, we'll be back discuss that um and do remember to press that like button and do remember to subscribe as well keep date with our uh, all our videos and podcasts and also remember go to fantasyfootscout.co.uk for those members offers as well so you can have a look at those stats yourself in great detail um, thanks for your time mark take care see you soon